So welcome back to the world's first ever What Gear 7 podcast. And uh, it is the Sony podcast number two. It's the world's first Sony podcast number two. Uh, and they call me the Games Master. I'm here in London and I'm joined by Avery Dave out in Cambridge. Hello. Uh, and today we're discussing all things Sony uh, this week. So there's been some news out there, some some breaking news. So the way I like to do this is run through. Oh, God damn, I messed it up. <laughs> the way I like to do this is run through, run through a few numbers for you guys, uh, so you guys can understand where the business stands right now, how it's doing. So market cap right now is 28 billion. Close of yesterday was uh, 22.39. Uh, that was 3rd of February 2016. Um, you know, this is one of the things, when I was looking at the financial side of things for Sony, I didn't know they have financial services. And it's actually a big contributor to, uh, to their money. Uh, they actually took $427 million in uh, last year's, last, the last quarter of last year. Interesting. Do you know about that, Dave? I didn't know. Uh, we were talking about this briefly before we came on, and um, I got to say, I don't think it's like a, I don't think they're doing that, the whole Wonga, <laughs> Wonga money loaning thing. Um, I think uh, I think it's probably more financial services for um, like HP on TVs and and high end um, high end equipment, or maybe yeah. even business. You know, for um, getting Sony products within business and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. You mean like sort of, um, yeah, sort of loaning them stuff. Big, dis- and then... big displays and, and all that. So, you know, if, they, if a company wants a big display for their foyer or reception area or whatever, then, you know, those things cost. So perhaps they do like a financial service yeah. to sort of uh, pay, it, pay it off bit by bit. Yeah, so for any of you Sony fans out there, bit of extra information on the company you probably didn't know, they do have a financial services division and it's actually quite profitable for them. So that's that's interesting. Uh, of course, we know PS4 is dominating the console wars, um, and I thought you know maybe Nintendo was suffering. I thought they were sort of declining, but it turns out they're actually doing okay. They're still making money. But what's interesting here is that the PlayStation 4 has sold three times the amount of Wii U's. Uh, I was quite blown away by that. I, I had no idea. But then again, I don't know anybody who's got a Wii U, so I, maybe I shouldn't be so surprised. I mean, <laughs> have you got a Wii U? <laughs> I don't have a Wii U. Have you ever played Wii U? I have not played Wii U. I've played Wii. I've never yeah. played a Wii U. Uh, my Wii left left our uh, house many moons ago now. <laughs> if, anyone's just joined, if anyone's just joined the podcast at this point, we're talking about consoles. Um, okay. <laughs> just, um, Wii U. <laughs> and also the PS4 has sold two times the amount of Xboxes to date mm. um, which is really impressive be- because these two consoles are very similar in capabilities and maybe arguably better in some areas than the others um, for me I think the Xbox kind of has a slightly more stable online Yeah, but people are overlooking that these days I think if you look at the two consoles the PS4 looks like a nicer console um in general, but when you're actually playing it, there's not that much difference to the games. So I'm not sure what's kind of winning not, everybody. No, over. there's not a huge amount of um, difference. I, I think uh, I think uh, PlayStation have been uh, a little a little better, a little more savvy on their graphics and that sort of thing. But for me, the most important thing is the um, online experience and 
Um, PlayStation, in my opinion, have never quite lived up to uh, online expectations, even from like the PS2 days. Yeah, it's um, always been a bit behind, isn't it? For, for me as well, the um, the the online security um, issues that Sony seem to have uh, a bit more than Sony are a bit of a, a bit of a worry for me. I, I wouldn't really like to have my credit cards locked in on the uh, on the console. Yeah, <laughs> they had to give a lot of cash out when that happened. A lot of people said that their their um, PlayStation wallet accounts, you know, got emptied out or whatever. Mm. They literally had to cough up quite a lot of digital currency, which probably is nothing to them, but they did anyway. Um, so this is this is another interesting thing that they're doing with the PlayStation platform is the PS View service. Now they expect this to rival iTunes video download service and and take people away, take customers away from cable TV. What do you reckon, Dave? Is this going to happen? Is this going to be good for them? Uh, I think the price point is going to be uh, uh, the the issue that's going to make or break it, really. Um, I, I'm sure I read somewhere that it was going to be a price that somewhere in the region of 20 quid a month, um, yeah. which, which is just too much. Um, yeah. You know, you can almost you could almost get a basic Sky package for satellite TV package for that sort of money. Um, and when you've got the likes of uh, Netflix going for around about a fiver yeah. a month, a five five pounds a month. Um, plus, if you play pay an extra couple of um, couple of pounds, you can get um, uh, like a a DNS um, server to um, reroute your Netflix, so you can get global Netflix, which means you get uh, twice the amount of films. For uh, almost uh, no no extra money, so so I wonder what their selling point is. Why is it so expensive when all the competitors are so cheap? What are they offering that the that Netflix isn't? I'm not sure. In terms of, in terms of of uh, films and, and media content and stuff like that, I'm not sure what else they can they can offer. Obviously, they can probably offer all of the you know the Sony uh, the Sony film content at probably a more reasonable rate. Um, the other thing um, is potentially the you know they may be the first ones to bring 4K streaming to yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, to the to the retail market. Um, I know I've, I've read an article today um, saying that they're actually putting the brakes on their 4K Blu-ray Blu-ray player uh, <laughs> yeah. until March 2017. Um, because they're they're actually waiting for compatible software to to come to market for it. So, um, it's interesting. They, they, yeah, they're definitely they're definitely more focused on their uh, on the stream. Yeah, so a software approach to the bringing you know, a uh, emerging 4K market as opposed to hardware, which is probably a slightly safer bet in terms of um, cost and and that sort of thing. I, I think it I think it won't hurt them hurt them, hurt them in the bank. Hurt them in a wallet as much as uh, producing, uh, a, you know, a ton of um, Blu-ray players. Well, what's interesting there is they actually own the Blu-ray platform, right? And uh-huh. they're letting and they're letting uh, um, Panasonic. I know Samsung Panasonic got, and Philips and Philips create 4K Blu-ray players before them. Mm. I am not sure why they would do that because it seems like. Let's say you go into a shop and you want to buy a 4K TV and say, oh, which 4K TV should I buy? There's no 4K content out there yet. It's probably the first thing you think. Mm. So you think, oh, and then the guy in the shop says, oh, no, actually there is. You can buy this 4K Blu-ray player. It's Panasonic. 
So then you're like, oh, right, okay, I might as well buy that, and then I'll buy the Panasonic TV as well. That's, yeah. That might be the thinking of a lot of people. Now, I, there are 4K streaming, so I mean, Netflix already stream 4K, and so does Amazon. Um, so Sony's 4K streaming service, maybe they have a bigger catalogue of films to offer, but 20 quid a month, I don't know. It just seems a bit high. Um, so yeah. I'm not sure how well they're going to do with that. I think maybe they'll start with a high price and then have to have to compete uh, at a lower price later on. It'd be interesting um, to see if Microsoft follows suit with some sort of uh, subscription to their film service. Yeah. Well, I think people like to pay, and pay as they go now or just do Netflix because it's so cheap and, and you get so much content for the money. Yeah. I think it's going to be really hard for them to compete with Netflix. Um, iTunes, maybe, because I don't think... How many people... Like, we had this discussion about the iPad being a 4-3 ratio. Mm. Are you really going to pay for a film and watch it on an iPad? I mean, I have done it in the past. I mean, more for the iPhone. Yeah. When I used to have an iPhone back in the day, you know, you're going on a, you're going on a long trip. Uh, you, you, know, you might want to buy a film or two for the, to sort of kill the, kill the hours, but... Aside from that, no. Um, I haven't used um, bought iTunes content for uh, certainly films, sometimes music, but certainly films. I haven't bought yeah. anything on on that side for a long time. So they could definitely. I think they could. They they could eye some of iTunes customers definitely with that. But anyway, let's move on to the next subject, which is image image sensors, uh, which is a big strength for Sony. You know, it's one of their strong suits. So the image sensor division, funnily enough, is actually fallen. 12.6% in the last quarter. Now, this is really strange when you think that Sony sensors are in Samsung cameras, they're in Apple cameras. But the reason that most people believe this is happening is because there's just been a slowdown in phone sales in general. And we actually t uh, touched on this last week and we were talking about how maybe it's due to the fact that there's two-year contracts maybe there's you know people aren't getting a new phone every year these days you wait mm. a couple of years to see a big change rather than just a little change uh what do you think about that uh do you see any improvement for them in the future um i sadly no i don't unless unless they pull something uh out of uh, left field on the on this one i, I don't see them picking up their, their sale phone sales anytime soon uh, one thing I don't think we really touched on last um, last week about you know the whole two year cycle thing is is actually how greedy the the networks are getting with the um, price plans for for new mobile phones. I think that's probably yeah. one thing that's that's actually hurting it's the, uh, the sales. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you look three or four years ago, uh, I don't want to talk about this too much, but if you look three or four years ago, the price was. Well, let's say th around thirty, thirty-five pounds a month for yeah. for a, a, a state-of-the-art phone. Now you're looking at more fifty, sixty pounds a month, and even for like some of the new iPhones on the the high-end tariffs, they're charging eighty pounds a month. It's crazy, isn't it? It's crazy. Maybe they are getting a little bit greedy. Maybe it is the downfall of the the big uh, mobile phone. Uh, it's the fault of the big mobile phone companies that are causing the loss of sales. Uh, that's why you guys should check out clove.co.uk, our friends at clove.co.uk. They do uh, SIM-free mobile phones. So you can literally just mm. buy the phone. And, and uh, not, just, not just phones. They do uh, a whole, uh, yeah. a whole uh, ream of different kinds of technology. So if you're into exactly. your wearables or your phones or your 
pads or anything else or even accessories for for anything you probably have then uh, go and check them out yeah definitely so you know with the, with this sort of downturn in the sales for their image sensors across the board not just in their own phones um, there is some light on the hill for them uh, over the hill from them uh, with this new camera which they just announced yesterday there is a what gear video on it and it's actually it's, people are really liking it I usually get really slammed for my camera videos. <laughs> <laughs> People like this one though, so you can check it out. It's called A, the Sony A6300, why it doesn't suck. So you Google that and what gear, that's one word, what gear, and you'll find it. So the, the new compact camera from Sony, they're really getting good at doing these cameras, you know, these um, mirrorless cameras in a compact form. Um, they've also released a whole new range of lenses as well g lenses the great the two well the big features for this new camera is the fact that it has a 425 point image focusing points sorry 425 points of focus <laughs> what's the exact term i can't remember it now but the previous model had 179 so we're talking oh, about okay. a, a camera that can really focus fast. So if you're like a sports photographer, um, if you like, if you're a train even spotter, even nature, nature for a while. <laughs> I know about train spotting. Uh, <laughs> you but, know when uh, something's moving fast and you take a picture, you need yeah, it to you focus know, you fast. You normally see them sitting on parked on the end of the platform when the trains are slow, slowly rolling in. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a special kind of dedication that is. Yeah, um, yeah. Yes, <laughs> I, I would say it would also be a very good, uh, very good camera for nature photography and that sort of thing. You know, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Time we don't have a lot of time to to get in position and, and you know capture yeah. that moment there and then very quickly. So yeah, looking forward um, also, to seeing more about that. One of the one of the areas that Sony really excel in their ca uh, camera sensor image sensors is the low light. So this one's got a really good ISO range as well. I think it was. I I think it was between 100 and 51,200 ISO range, which is really good. Oh, yeah. Um, in low-light situations, you're going to get a really nice picture. Um, and it's very portable. But this is the big thing, right? This is the big deal with this camera. The previous models didn't have a mic input. So if you're a YouTuber and you're using this camera to do your YouTube videos, you have to have a, sep a separate audio recording device and then have to sync your audio up afterwards and which is a real pain um this new one has an audio uh, input mic port oh excellent <laughs> yeah so that's the big deal with that one so it'll be exciting to see um how well it does take a guess how much you reckon this is going to cost <laughs> Ooh. um that i'm just looking at a picture of it now that is a good question i'm gonna say around 450 to 550 well you know you know i'm a bit of a jedi right <laughs> and uh i have to say when i heard the price point of this new camera it began to turn me to the dark side wow uh it's a thousand dollars starting price which probably means that we're going to pay a thousand pounds over in the uk just because they can't be bothered to to work out how much it really should be this uh <laughs> just charging a thousand pounds is uh it's just easier 
Um, that's what I heard anyway. It could change between now and thousand pounds. <laughs> yeah, so thousand pounds for a compact camera. That's ridiculous. I, I per, uh, personally probably would go for the RX camera as opposed to uh, the RX100 camera as opposed to that. But the good thing about this one is interchangeable lens. Um, that's the big deal, really, for this camera. So anyway, yeah, I, that's... I wonder how it just uh, just before we finish on that. I wonder how it uh, compares to like the, you know, the Nikon. The Nikon have got and uh, I've got one of those little compact cameras with changeable lenses and that sort of thing. So Sony, yeah. if you're listening and you uh, you want us to do a comparison video, yeah, why not send why not send us one along. Yeah, yeah, Dave, you can have Nikon. <laughs> I use the same. I love Nikon. Nikon. I love Nikon. I've got, I've got a. a couple I heard they're of falling behind, man. I heard they're falling behind. No. Uh, um, be back, anyway, man. let's move on Just to the next subject. <laughs> let's move on to the to the next subject. So it's Sony's picture division, right? Yes. Now uh, they're doing really, really well here. They're actually uh, their operating income jumped two hundred and twenty-seven percent. And this is largely attributed to the new Bond film and a film that I've never heard of really until I read the article about it, Hotel Transylvania 2. I've seen the first one. I've got kids, so I've got an excuse. Did they like it? They do. They love it. It's actually really? quite a funny film. Yeah, there's a, there is actually some really, some really, uh, some really uh, funny bits in it. Um, I'm actually looking forward to seeing the next one, if I'm honest. Oh, right. well, that, uh, explains, that explains why it, it's uh, generated so much money for them. Um, so the Bond, the Bond franchise is is a really, really uh, is their ace up their sleeve when it comes to movies. Mm. Every Bond film does well. Um, I don't know about some of those Pierce Brosnan ones though. <laughs> I think they did well, but it was really bad. <laughs> oh, but I mean, they they were okay for their time. Um, uh, in comparison to the new Bond series, then yes, I think yeah. uh, I think they are pretty pants. Um, one interesting point about Bond, um, normally at the end of a Bond film, uh, just before the credits start rolling, there's a thing that sort of says Bond will be back. Yeah. Um, and there wasn't there was, this time. There was no one in, um, in uh, Spectre. Interesting. So interesting to see if there will be another Bond. Of course there will. They'll never stop making, until it stops making money, they won't stop making Bond. Um, and on that subject, I was actually killed by Bond in Skyfall, and I think that's the reason. That was probably the best film that they did. <laughs> uh, and if if I had been I in this, paid to <laughs> and if I had been in this newer uh, newer Bond film, it probably would have made they probably would have made more than two hundred twenty seven percent operating profit. <laughs> so anyway, um, let's move on to the music division, which is also doing really really well. Um, music division in the last quarter 228 million operating profit um 28 million which isn't bad you know they just bought the altair altair um semiconductor company for 212 yep so i mean um that's going to be a big deal for them and if they're making this much in just one quarter on the music it's like a it's a drop in the ocean for them really uh they largely attribute this to adele releasing a new album and uh i actually spoke to adele recently about flip phones <laughs> if you guys oh, really wanna... yeah, yeah how's she doing yeah she's right she wasn't very helpful <laughs> uh but you guys want to check that out you can check out um i 
think it was the Samsung Galaxy. No, the Samsung Note. Note six, five, no six video, <laughs> which I did. Yeah. So Google that is what gear and Samsung Galaxy Note six. Check that video out, and you can check that bit out when I was talking to Adele. She wasn't very helpful. Um, <laughs> and the other, the other. Uh, the other um, reason they're doing so well in that division is because of One Direction. Hold on a minute, Dave. All right, okay, so on for music now. Uh, let's talk about quickly their mobile divisions and their tablets. So, as we know, it is a bit of a downward spiral for the Xperia. They're really just hanging in there to have a, a market presence, really, at this point. The phones are good, I have to admit. I had the, the Z5. I did a bunch of videos on it. Uh, I did a comparison against the OnePlus 2, and it, in most cases, it blew the OnePlus 2 out of the water. Mm. Um, you want to check those videos out, make sure you Google that. Google what gear? OnePlus 2 versus the Xperia Z5. Plus, um, what gear has also been talking about the Xperia C6. Yeah, the C6. So that that has a few more images have surfaced since the uh, the What Gear video on the C6. It looks quite nice. It does look quite nice. I'm not getting my hopes up for it. Um, I think it's it's a good mid ranger. It's a happy medium. I think most people kind of lean towards the flagship models these days. Mm. Um, I certainly do. I mean, I would definitely go for the the Z5 over the C6 or the Z6 over to C6. Um, but I, like last year, they'd actually, at the Mobile World, like last year at the Mobile World Congress, they actually, everyone thought they were going to announce the Z5, and they didn't. They announced the M4 Aqua and nothing else. So there was no option. If you wanted to get a new Sony uh, smartphone, it had to be the M4 Aqua. Mm. And then later on, they released the, M, the, uh, the Z5. Yeah, way way after the, um, but it was towards the. When was it? It was, uh, yeah, it was towards, towards the, the back end of, of last year, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, and we we were last at autumn. the launch. Yeah, That's we were right. at the launch. So you guys, um, if you want to see what uh, Xperia launch event looks like, you can Google that. We were there. I was drinking, and Dave was being a lightweight. <laughs> at the drive, uh, man. <laughs> you need to get a bigger place. That's what it is. <laughs> just get a spare bedroom so I can come and stay from from time to time. You can sleep on the dog's bed, man. <laughs> the, do <laughs> Thanks. The, do <laughs> the dog sleeps there most of the time, but you. <laughs> it's all right. I'll spoon with the dog, shall I? <laughs> uh, um, okay, so um, so yeah, the downward spiral of the mobile division. Does this mean we might be seeing the end of Sony's phone line? And we, there are rumors that they might be dropping out of the tablet market before the phone market. What do you reckon? Is this going to happen? Uh, it'd be interesting to see. I'm not sure. Um, to be honest, I, I'm going to say no because I think they just they just want to they just want to you know they want to have all the all the screens in their stable. You know, so you've got the mobile phones, the tablets, the TVs, the uh, the monitors and all that sort of thing. I'm not sure about laptops anymore. They, I mean, they sold off their Vio thing, didn't they? Yeah, uh, it's a shame. So I don't know, but maybe they're still producing the screens for that. I'm not sure. But um, anything with a screen, I think they, I think they're desperate to cling onto it. So it'd be interesting to see. I think certainly, I think we'll certainly see uh, continue to see Sony products this year. 
It'd be interesting. Uh, next year will be the uh, decider on that one, I think. I think out of phones and tablets, tablets probably hurting them more. We we were talking about the competitiveness of tablets, mm. the tablet market. Even the iPad is now suffering. So if the iPad is now suffering, um, it's going to be hard. If the market share for Sony and mobiles is 2%, what do you reckon their share in tablets is? is probably less than that. And it might not be worth doing another one. And I think my opinion is, if you look at the, the tablets that they make, they just haven't evolved. They look exactly the same. If I showed you an Xperia Z1 and I showed you an Xperia Z5 uh, side by side, you might see a bit of difference in screen quality. But design-wise, it's almost identical. Um, yeah. So if you didn't buy it last year, what's going to make you buy it this year if it looks exactly the same? <laughs> a few numbers on the box that says it's got a better screen. You know, it's like, well, where's the selling point there? Um that's probably why they're suffering. Um, but anyway, so that's that's that. I guess we better start rounding this off now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last thing I wanted to talk about was a statement put out there by the senior vice president of Sony, uh, Kazu. I'm not sure I'm going to pronounce this right. Kazuhiko Takeda. So basically, they said that they forecasted a downward, uh, downwardly in sales from 27 million Xperia units sold expected for this year to uh, 25 million, but they, they don't expect the profit to go down. So that to me says that they're going to be bumping the prices up on all of their Xperia products this year. What do you reckon? Yeah, potentially either that or their, uh, I mean, we touched on this, I think last week uh, about how they're, um, introducing cheaper models to the market yeah uh, so finger uh, you know the fingerprint sensors vanished on the u.s version of the z5 and um stuff like that so potentially cheaper screens cheaper cheaper units in general um oh you think they yes. water the product down instead of instead of keeping the quality and bumping the price up yeah i mean i mean you could say that um you know I mean, how much is a fingerprint sensor? If every device got fingerprint sensor and they've stopped, stopped making them with fingerprint sensors in, then surely that's a saving right there, right? Yeah, exactly. So, no, you're right. I mean, they, it wouldn't be the first time they've they've switched screens in a in a Sony device. I mean, we talked about the PSP in a previous yeah. previous version as well, and you know the the. So anyway, I, I don't want to delve too back into that, but yeah. So you reckon they're going to opt for watering the product down? And just charging the same price and hoping that nobody knows. <laughs> I, that, that, they, they've got um, they've got a history in that, in doing that, really, haven't they? I mean, the PSP yeah. wasn't any cheaper when they when they swapped out the the more expensive uh, screen for the cheaper screen. So yeah, um, yeah. I, I would I would guess that they're charging the same money for a fingerprint less sensor. Yeah, so makes sense. Then you know, out of the two versions, I think they're going to charge the same. Yeah, so it's, it's interesting to see. So on a whole, the company is actually still, it's actually remaining pretty strong and it's still rising in profitability. It's I the would, areas that I that would we... say that they're playing a dangerous game because I've uh, been looking on the uh, Asian markets, uh, Asian mobile phones, Chinese mobile phones. Oh, yeah, they're strong. And um, the, uh, the, you know, the, the level of hardware that's coming out of China at the moment in terms of uh, uh, what you get for your money is is ridiculous. Yeah. 
the quality is going up and up. I mean, even I've jumped over to the OnePlus 2. Um, the company is doing okay, though, and they've got a big year ahead with the PlayStation VR, which has been rumored to be retailing at $299. If that's true, that is a... You know, you know I'm a bit of a Jedi, right? <laughs> that price made a force be with it. Uh, I hope I hope it does stick to that price, which probably probably means we'll um, we will, we'll see uh, if it's somewhere around the 280. <laughs> we'll see if for 299 pounds because they can't be asked to work out. <laughs> yeah, and that's what always happens over here. Um, yeah. So last last couple of things I want to talk about before we wrap this up. They are getting, I'm not sure if they're already making it, but the new Ghostbusters film, I'm a big Ghostbusters fan, right? And I'm really worried now because Dave told me some shocking news about this new Ghostbusters. I'm so used to it being Ray, um, Egon and Venkman, right? And then later on you had, um, oh, what's the other guy's name, man? Winston. Uh, Winston. Yeah. Uh, what was his surname though? I can't remember his surname. Oh, no. That's because anyway, he's only that's... number two. No one liked number two. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, you know, that 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 movie holds uh, fond memories. I just hope they don't total recall it, man. Yeah. <laughs> from from what I've heard, I mean I can't I can't say for sure that it's um it's it's hundred percent fact because you know, you get these rumors coming out of uh, different places of the woodwork and it's not always true, but I heard that the, the, the all-female cast are supposed to be uh, replicating the characters from the original um, from the original franchise, which is a, uh, a big mistake, in my opinion. Although, strangely, I think um, all, the, all the guys that are, all the original guys have got cameos in it. Um, so it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting uh. to see. I will. I'm, I, I'm looking I'm forward worried. to see what. I'm looking forward to see what they do. It is the original team putting it together, so it should be interesting to see what they do. But it doesn't matter how good the team is. If the script is bad and the cast is wrong, you're in trouble. Yeah. Um, yeah. It'll be interesting to see anyway. Yeah. Fingers yeah. crossed. Fingers so crossed. Ghostbusters. <laughs> uh, big fan of Ghostbusters. Let's just keep our fingers crossed for this one. And uh, last couple of things I want to say is. Dave's actually put out his first ever Quickie Leak video today. Hey! <laughs> the first well, ever Quickie tomorrow, Leak. tomorrow, isn't it? It's actually uh, out tomorrow. Oh, yes, tomorrow. Why don't or I is think it today? Because, uh, I mean, this is like Back to the Future territory, really, isn't it? Um, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, it's... Yeah, it will be today, so... Or tomorrow. Yes, by the time you're hearing this, it will be today. <laughs> yeah. It's in the future, so um, it's tomorrow. Yeah, so you guys are going to want to check that out. It's actually on a sound base, sound stage, which isn't available a, a tv-based speaker i believe yeah, t- yeah tv-based speaker or sound stage or sound bass or whatever you want to call it um it's the second uh version of one of sony's i think sony's best-selling sound bass the xt1 so it's the xt2 if you need an easy way to remember it just think of terminator 2 <laughs> the t xt2 xt2 yeah you want to check that out um Check out the A6300 Why It Doesn't Suck video. It's really cool. And uh, also, I put some um, some other Sony stuff out there as well. You want to check it out. Just type in Sony and what gear you'll find it. So anyway, uh, that's it for me. They call me the Games Master. Um, and that's it for maybe Dave out in Cambridge. Thank you. Uh, thanks for listening to this What Gear World's First 7th 
podcast. See you in the next one.